We've got a couple of bourbon stories to talk with you about today. Plus, the NCAA has finally decided on UofL's punishment in a recruiting scandal. I'm David Mann, that was Laurel Deppin, and you folks are listening to the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions about what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. Today on the show, we've got Haley Cawthon. Howdy. And Stephen Schmidt. Hello. First off, let's introduce Stephen, since he's new here. Uh, so Stephen, uh, you're, you just started LBF, what, uh, Three weeks ago, I think we just yeah. established. Uh, so October 11th, so yeah. coming up in a month. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, for our listeners, tell us about where you're from, where you've worked, and some things you've done. Well, f- for the sake of brevity, I've worked many different places. Um, I'm from St. Louis, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, uh, yeah, from St. Louis, but most recently I lived in Minneapolis and moved here in the summer of 2020. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've worked in um, a lot of different fields of media, and I'm excited to be back in a newsroom environment. Yeah. Have you been on many podcasts? Um, some. I've done a few, but uh, it's, it's been a little – it's been a while, so yeah. I'm looking forward to this. So. They're in, like, 2017. I think everyone in America had a podcast, but uh, yeah. they've died down. It, yeah, it's significantly <laughs> limited. Yeah. yeah. So you're covering tech and bourbon for us. So what do you, what do you think of the beat so far? Uh, it's good. Um, it's been uh, there's there's um, a lot of information out there, and so I'm just now trying to you know have coffee with people and get to get to know get to know the community of of those those ecosystems. Yeah, Steve's first week on the job, we sent him to Venture Connectors, a story Louisville, and I think he came back and said something along the lines of uh, baptism by fire, <laughs> because there's been a lot of information thrown at him all at once, and he's been handling it very well. Um, as you know, the person who held the beat before Steve. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Haley, because I was going to ask what has been your favorite interview or experience so far, or maybe not favorite, maybe the one that sticks in your mind. Hmm. Well, I will say Venture Connectors does stand in my mind because I, I walked into the room and uh, had never been to something like that, and they had everybody come up and do their 30 second speech mm-hmm. or uh, 30, yeah, 30 seconds. So you had like high school kids saying, "I'm looking to network." to like somebody who uh, was trying to pitch a business to, and so it was just this, this kind of this, this uh, um, just grand variety of, of, of things. And so that, that kind of st- stood out to me. And, and it also, it made me realize that, okay, I need to learn about X, Y, Z real quickly. So that was kind of one of those, those seminal moments, I would say. And, um, you know, I'm still looking into story ideas that I that I heard about at that event. And that was day two on the job. So, yeah, that stands out. And you were immediately, you know, and I won't go into the weeds here, but uh, you immediately had one of these on the record, off the record things. Uh, questions come up right as you like went to that so it was just like well this is you know welcome back to uh, you know <laughs> yeah no it was that you know that's a, something the journalists is all they're always dealing with is on the record off the, off the record especially genre. business journalists I feel like you know that didn't happen to me quite as much in the community journalism space but once you get into business journalism they're always like well off the record I can tell you this right now mm-hmm. um, on the record I can't tell you anything <laughs> yeah, <so>. whoa <laughs> yeah yeah so that that's been interesting to um, to navigate but yeah it's it's um, it's it's been good yeah 
All right. Well, you had a story this week about Sazerac. They got some tax breaks. Uh, what's Sazerac do? Okay. So Sazerac uh, is a, a top 10 distiller uh, that uh, they, they, their brands include Buffalo Trace, uh, Pappy Van Winkles. We all probably know that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, E.H. Taylor and, and W.L. Weller. They got some really distinguished brands. Yes, and so they're based here in. Don't Louisville. forget about Fireball, <laughs> distinguished. <Is that> them? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Fireball. Sorry. Sorry. Fireball. I like how you said it, like the song. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So okay, Fireball okay. as well. Yes. And so yeah. So they, they're actually headquartered here in Louisville and down in the New Orleans area, and they made some news because they we recently discovered that they have been have been approved preliminarily for a 15 year incentive agreement for an investment of uh, more than $500 million in Laurel County, uh, which uh, for 20 Rick houses. Any relations? <laughs> That's where <laughs> I'm from. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so for, for 20 Rick houses in London, London, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we reached out to Sazerac, and they, they pretty much said they couldn't comment and wouldn't be able to until they're, they're, the details have been finalized and would be able to provide more information. So there's definitely something coming around the corner um, and so that that was that was interesting. Uh, I believe that they just needed uh, to meet growing demand mm. is is what they they said that they they needed this space. We don't know what the acreage is. Uh, we just know that there's there's two millions in incentives um, for one one side and a million for the other. And I believe one of it is is uh, to generate 50 jobs. Um, you know within you know, within that 15 year period. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so there's something interesting definitely happening there. Yeah. Um, and, and Rick houses for those who don't know are, uh, the, uh, large warehouses. You see them all over Kentucky you st- store a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know exactly, you know, they vary in size, but uh, store a lot of bear, bur- uh, a lot of barrels of bourbon. Barrels <laughs> yeah. of bourbon. That's yeah. going to be a new tongue twister. Yeah, that is, that is very hard to say. Barrels of bourbon on the wall, <laughs> yeah. something and, like that. <laughs> and there was just over three three million for the purchase of the land. So I don't know how much the acreage goes for in Laurel County, Kentucky, but um, they have 200 million for construction costs and 300 million for needed equipment. So this is not a small operation. Right. Those, uh, and I covered bourbon for a long time before, uh, um, well, that, just for a long time, we'll say that. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, you know, I've seen these projects come up before. They are quite expensive to build, I guess, because they're, you know, there's a lot of technical uh, things to, you know, having a building so big you can store, you know, thousands and thousands of barrels in them. So, oh, and then uh, you also wrote about Campari. Uh, they're the I know the parent of uh, what Wild Turkey. Uh, they they've got a big project going on too. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, on Halloween, on Monday, on Halloween, there was a big announcement that the Campari Group announced it was going to buy an initial seventy percent stake of Wilderness Trail Distillery in Danville. And so this is a big deal, um, literally. Uh, it's uh, valued at six hundred million. And so there's going to be the seventy percent phase. So you have you have four hundred twenty million the first go around, and then the other thirty percent. Um, is if you do the math, um, that part will be by 2031. And so, yeah, and, and, and from what we understand is that it's, it's to um, get a bigger uh, share of the premium, uh, the premium bourbon market. They, they have, under Wild Turkey, they have Whiskey Baron's Collection, Russell's Reserve, 
Uh, they have the Long Branch with uh, with Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, all he right, loves, all right. I was waiting for somebody <laughs> to say that. Um, he loves he, Lincoln's and Wild Turkey. It needed to be what said. We know about the guy. So so I guess that they they want to get in more into the premium space. Um, they also have a fifteen percent interest in Howler Head, which is straight bourbon with banana flavor um, uh, out of Owensboro as well. So they didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So they're they're trying to kind of I guess get more into the the premium. The premium space and hoping that this this uh, acquisition will will kind of um, just kind of uh, I guess diversify their portfolio in the in the premium bourbon space. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think uh, I've, we've seen a lot of companies get into that premium. You know, uh, Woodford Reserve obviously has done huge in that for Brown Foreman, so I think it's like a, a big space to be in. And David, as the former longtime bourbon reporter, I've got another uh, bourbon question for you. So yes. this week we had a story about Barrel Craft Spirits. What's going on there? Yeah, Barrel Craft Spirits, I thought this was interesting. Uh, they uh, they hired a new chief financial officer. Um, so he's going to be, you know, helping them with strategy and planning and that sort of thing. But what was interesting here is he had uh, recently worked with uh, um, Log Still Distillery, which is down in uh, New Haven, Kentucky. But he hadn't been there that long. He was uh, just... Uh, I think it was earlier this year. I'm, I'm looking for it, but I don't see it in front of me. Uh, his name, by the way, is uh, Sam Sorsa. I don't think he's related to the baseball player. Of a baseball. Sosa. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, but before that, uh, before uh, Log Still Distilling, he went to. He was from Brown Foreman for about 16 years. Speaking of Brown Foreman, it seems like a lot of people have been moving around in the bourbon industry re- recently. Think, is that true? Yeah, I think with the renaissance of bourbon, like, and it's getting so big, it just creates a lot of opportunities for guys like Sam Sorsa to uh, bounce around. There's all these growing companies mm-hmm. out there, and you know, I think that hey, good for them. They yeah, can, good uh, for them. They can, uh, you know, find new opportunities, and you know, there's all these new. Uh, you can call them startups, I guess, uh, within that industry. So. Um, so that's that's definitely a, it's a good time to work in that industry. So, Haley, did I hear you speaking in the newsroom today about a secretive whiskey company? Yes, we could call them secretive or elusive, elusive, or mysterious, off the grid. We've gone with mysterious, mysterious. Yes, mysterious oh. bourbon company. We, this is a lot of buildup for what is IJW Whiskey Company. Uh-huh. Um, and the thing is, we, we like literally don't have a way to contact them. Like they have no website, they have no- Really? Like we don't even know the people who work there, most generally. But they have a lot of money, it seems But like. they have money <laughs> and they're investing it in Shelby County. Oh. Um, so the news today was that they bought a um, property in Shelby County for um, something like $5.6 million. Will someone check that for me? <laughs> I will. Um, I've read the story, and yet I can't remember. Um, we all read things. But we they, all write I things. Read a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> but, but they bought a pretty sizable property. Um, the parcel was for um, two different sets of acreage um, that I think equaled out to about 200 acres. Um, but they had previously announced um, their intent to invest $200 million. Um, and by previously announced, I mean they got tax incentives preparatory approved from the state, S- similar to Sazerac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't have any direct information <coughs> from the company other than um, they've been approved for tax incentives based on their $200 million planned investment in Shelby County. And we think this is where 
they're going to be, um, you know, planting their flag. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, it was 5.5 million. Is that what you said? I think I, think I said 5.6 million. Yes. But mm, that very extra close. tenth yeah. of a point. Yes. <laughs> we'll give it to you. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, and I'm thinking the price is right. Price is right. That wouldn't have been right because you went over. But, yeah, uh, I wouldn't have won the showcase. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they had to be less secretive when they go to Kentucky state government and uh, ask for ducks and stuff. So, um, so they uh, they do have a website that is coming soon, according to the uh, uh, to, to this story uh, that, that we had up today, and uh, that is ijwwhiskey.com. So, um, you know. I, I think it's uh, it's interesting because uh, it's like I said, it's another one of those kind of growing companies in the industry that's you know kind of uh, come up here in the last ten years or so as bourbon's definitely uh, taken off. So bourbonism, bourbonism. There you go. Um, all right, so we switch gears here. Let's talk a little bit about the NCAA. Finally, we have a uh, bit of information on uh, what the NCAA is ruling on. It's the case involving the Adidas guy. Yes. Okay, so this was 2017. And it's not the NCAA <laughs> ruling. It's the Independent Accountability Resolution Process, the IARP. Oh, okay. Um, which is <laughs> separate okay. from the NCAA. Right. But it does have to do with the NCAA investigation. Um, that dates back to 2017. So this has been going on for five years, like a five-year plague on the U of L men's basketball program. <laughs> and it's just been hanging out for since then. We've yes. been wondering what was going to happen um, to us. So as we previously reported, U of L men's basketball was implicated in a wide-reaching federal fraud probe into the college basketball season of September 2017. It involved several other schools, um, but... Uh, It was made public with detailed accounts of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud by James Gatto, a former director of global sports marketing for basketball at Adidas, as well as others. Um, And basically, uh, UofL is, I don't even think UofL is getting like a slap on the hand. They're getting like a parking. Wag of the finger. Like a parking ticket. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Um, Especially (laughs) on a college campus, that does cost $5,000. Yeah, so they are... (laughs) They are getting a $5,000 fine uh, following the completion of this investigation. Um, and the former coaches of the team, Rick Patino and Chris Mack, won't face punishment either. Um, the team will, however, have a small reduction in the number of days it is able to recruit. And UofL will also be on promotion for two promotion probation for two years um we're going up and this is in case you're curious this decision is final and cannot be appealed and who 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 at L would appeal this decision because it basically sounds you know like they got off easy after all of the all of these years of worrying and turmoil (laughs) i would say you know compared to the last scandal the one that you know, the one involving strippers before that from, from you know, 2013. That, this is a much softer penalty from that. So I think maybe we well, wrote the softer penalty. And just, you know, to talk about how this has been going on for five years, um, UofL's athletic director, Josh Hurd, said last week during a Rotary meeting that he estimates the university has spent up to $50 million battling these NCAA allegations um, over the last five years. So... Um, well, it may seem like $5,000 isn't that much, the university is paid for a lot more than that from what he says. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the, the uh, uh, one thing to keep in mind is that when, when 
it's been I think the timeline is fascinating with everything because in 2018 is when when the men's when Louisville's men's basketball team, you know, quote unquote, lost its its 2013 title and had to vacate 123 wins. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was the real blow. And so this thing, I mean, they had this this go around. Um, they had one level one level one infraction and several level two infractions. And so in terms of the severity of what was, what was happening, I don't think it was nearly in the same, in the same, um, I don't say stratosphere, but in the same, in the same category. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of thought there would have been, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm getting greedy, but I'm like, and, and you're giving <laughs> us back the title. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, I think all U of L fans are at the point where they're like, haven't we suffered enough? And like, I, I think we have Kenny Payne's here, and everyone just wants like good things to happen. Kenny Payne, savior of democracy. <laughs> <laughs> like we all want them to win. <laughs> so even you know, spoken as an IU fan, yeah. go Hoosiers. And Stephen, you were you had been watching this just as yes. a basketball fan, and and you made a comparison yesterday uh, with Kansas and and the uh, uh, the penalties that were levied there, right? Absolutely. So just to give everybody uh, just to put everything on the table. I am a University of Kansas graduate. And, um, and so I, I want to, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I followed the Kansas thing because we've got thrown into the same, Kansas got thrown in the same situation in 2017. There were, there were um, six schools, Memphis, NC State, Kansas, LSU, Arizona, and the U of L. And it's just how long this whole thing took i mean five five years ago it's just crazy think about what happened five years ago All right yeah <laughs> i just moved to a different town and now I'm, i've lived here in louisville for two years so yeah. so it's just it, it's 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 just it's yeah so the timeline is just it's just crazy because this has been a black cloud that's been hanging over and, and all the schools they've mostly have done they've they've done they, they've put their own sanctions on themselves mm-hmm. because and you have like for instance kansas bill self our the head coach is going to is going to take four games going to sit out the first four games and so is the the assistant who is also curtis townsend who was also listed in in um you know in, in the allegations and so um so i think now that that uh that the 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 L decision has come down i think every other uh, every other school on this list is saying, okay, it's got to be our turn now to get our um, slap on the wrist. And, and the other thing I want to say is that it's it's a really tough situation because this whole situation changed on July 1st, 2021, which is the first day of NIL or mm-hmm. name, image, and likeness. And so anything with where, where, uh, where um, there's accusations of a, of a player of paying for players or getting people getting money for players that whole thing has just completely right. changed and become watered down and, and so it's a really tough situation so I, I think hopefully what this is is with the L decision here is that the ncaa is saying okay we're gonna we got to move on we got to do stuff um the last thing i'll say is i was in um i was in uh in new orleans to watch kansas win the national championship um, in the Superdome, and it was a, such an awkward moment to see the NCAA president uh, hand them, the, you know, the trophy because you know he's been tr- trying to have all you know all these all these sanctions could happen, could not happen, and, and then Kansas went ahead and just won the whole tournament <laughs> during all this stuff. And so I know every KU fan had a had a grin after that because <laughs> it's just it's just so silly because we we there there have been 
we have had to deal with a lot of different things from a recruiting perspective um, that that have put us at a disunfair at a, a, a at an unfair advantage at a disadvantage, I should say. And the U of L has had to do the same thing as well. So hopefully we can just put this we can just put this behind us because I mean five years is a long time to say hey you're going to be in trouble. You know, it's like if somebody told you you're going to be in, you know, if a mom's going to tell his kid for five years that, hey, watch out, I'm going to, you're going to get in trouble. I mean, it's like, okay, well, just do something yeah. and, and move on with it. <laughs> exactly. So um, this has just kind of been a, a bit of a joke and hopefully we can all move on and and go from there. And the NCAA can focus on how to actually make the NIL, um, how to make that um not such much, so much the wild, wild west, and actually have regulations. That's that's what they should focus on, not these infractions from five years ago. Yeah. Did you read our cover story on NIL? Because the headline said the wild, wild west. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed that. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's um, so. Hopefully, everybody. I, it's my hope. Uh, you know, universe. You know, locally to us, Memphis's decision came down a month ago. So hopefully, all these will get wrapped up, and I'm really glad for our friends at the U of L and I hope that all the other schools are there as well and we can just move on um, and and go from there and give us the title back that sounds <laughs> that's 2013 that sounds good too I know, I know some people will say that you know that it's always there and I can under I can certainly understand that is it like I have a a little 2013 flag hanging in my office. People have home. the T-shirts. It happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely happened. I mean, it's hanging on one of the bars uh, downtown, or you know, right yeah, right when you center. get off of the um, the yellow bridge. Yeah, the I thought you were going to say the yellow brick road. Um, <laughs> sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah, let's start referring to the Second Street Bridge as the yellow brick road. Yeah. <laughs> the land to what's popping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, popping. <laughs> So, David, uh, I know that you're a U of L fan. Uh, I mean, like I said, I was I was surprised. I guess I was surprised by it, but but it, you know, it's like Stephen said, it's like, come on, we've been waiting five years. It's like, dr- dr- what's happening? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what's so, popping? I'm just, yeah. What's <laughs> popping already? Uh, so, <laughs> so it's like I'm just glad we can move on now. Um, you know, we got a new coach. Um, I think it's you know. And this black cloud is not over our head anymore. I don't think we've had any other violations since then, although it is really hard to keep track. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was a thing with Chris Mack, and there was an extortion case. But I don't know whatever came of that, so I can't uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. But but hopefully this you know is a new NCAA that that uh, uh, you know doesn't levy such harsh fines as what they did or such harsh penalties as what they did back in uh, 2018 when they when they took the, the 2013 title away. And, so. and hopefully everybody has learned their lesson and isn't paying for strippers for players anymore. Yes, I would hope so. And yeah. University of Louisville, University of Kansas are two of the top largest revenue-producing basketball programs. And so, you know, they they help the NCAA in turn, you know, sell those seats for the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you this week. Let's go around the room here. We can share our social media handles. Let folks know where they can find us on social media. Laurel, I'll start with you on that. I am on LinkedIn under my name, Laurel Deppin, and on Twitter at Laurel. Haley, I'll go to you next. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon, or on Twitter under Haley. And Steve, where can people find you? I'm on LinkedIn under SP Schmidt, and I'm on Twitter on at Steve. 
All right. All right. And you can uh, find me on Twitter under my handle, dman3001. You can also find me under my real name, David A. Man, on LinkedIn. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Haley, Steve, and Laurel. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.